Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim on the weekly Torah of the Gon and the Tzaddik Rav Yitzchak Maya Morgenstern Shlita, entering the Sea of Wisdom. And what we were going to discuss and what we chose to discuss are ultimately, as I'm realizing now, part and parcel of the same Nakuda. And so just to be mocked with the fact that this past Shabbos was the art site of, of Mordechai Yosef, Liner of Ishbitz, the uh, the Meshiloach, the the first of the tzaddikim of the base medrash of Ishbitz and Radzin, and someone who the Rebbe has always been very makusher to in terms of Mahalchem and Torah, especially the future generations, the Beis Yaakov and the Saidi Sharim, the Balatchelas. And what we were going to start off with was talking about. Uh, the Rebbe's understanding of the neshama of the Meshiloach and the relationship that the Meshiloach had to his Rebbe, his Rebbe Mufak, the Kutzka Rebbe, and why it was that the Meshiloach can be considered, at least according to his children and grandchildren, to be the singular amongst the Tamidim of Rav Simcha Bunim of Pshischa, even though there were many others who maintained perhaps a more prolific career in terms of admorship or, or being a tzaddik in terms of the Torah that they expressed. Nevertheless, there was a certain element by the Meshiloach that was above the rest, and that was the element of writing. That it was the Meshiloach that gave us the written Torah of Rav Simcha Bunama And surprisingly enough, it's really only Rav Tzadok, who was a student of the Meshiloach, who gave us that written Torah. Because already when we talk about the Meshiloch, we talk about the Seyed Yisharim, we talk about the Beis Yaakov, there's a question as to the authorship and there's a question as to the validity, actually, in terms of how clearly this conveys the Torah of the Meshiloach, to the point that Rav Tzadok famously said not to necessarily learn Meshiloach. But what the Rebbe included is both the writings of the Meshiloach as well as the writings of Rav Tzadok, and, um, and, and somebody told me once that the biggest chiddish of Rav Tzadok and all of his thousands and thousands of pages of writings is just the realization of how profoundly big his Rebbe, the Meshiloach, must have been. Because for Rav Tzadok to come from such a place, you know, that person has to be even bigger than Rav Tzadok, and that's almost unfathomable. And so the Nakuda that the Rebbe describes with regards to the Meshiloach is also Makushu to the Nakuda that we're going to discuss at this point. So this week they published a Maimer from Tafshin Ayin Zayin. And even though it was a number of years ago, it happens to be a series of Ma'amarim that I was going through on my own anyway, just because of the continued Mahalach inherent within them. When you learn the drashos of Shalashudis for an entire year straight, from Bereshis all the way down to the end of the Torah, so what you find is that the Rebbe was being Megala certain Mahalchim that are true, and each Mimer is building upon the next. Nevertheless, when the Rebbe, or when Hashkacha Pratis has it that a certain Mimer is printed, so it's Kadai to find ourselves in that Mimer as well. So this is the Shalash Shudish Drasha from Parshas Vayigash Tafshin Ayin Zayin. And what the Rebbe is talking about is really the Maila of Bnei Yisrael, or the Maila of human beings above and beyond Malachim. And the question ultimately is, how is it possible to conceive as a human being being higher than a Malach? And what the Rebbe goes into, which is really the Mahalach that all of the Mekubalim and the Tzadikim go into, is that it's only B'nai Yisrael of the Koyach of Bittal. It's only B'nai Yisrael of the Koyach, not only of yearning, 
Yearning is something the malachim can do also. Malachim are ish. Malachim are always yearning to return back towards their source. But what the malachim are lacking is the capacity then to draw down that light of bittal and draw it back down into this world. That's misunderstood. Malachim feel that everything they need to do is ascend upwards without ever returning down. The chiddush of a Jew is that we move upwards perpetually, but ultimately for the purpose of drawing down that light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu down here into this world, in all of its physicality, all of its concealment, in what is referred to by Chazal and made famous by Hasidus, which is the idea that Ratzah HaKadosh Baruch Hu lihios that the ultimate desire that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desired, so to speak, is to have a dwelling place specifically within the lowest imaginable space possible where the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu could still manifest itself. And that secret is the secret of the Jewish neshama. The secret of running upwards towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that kayach of Ratzo, that kayach of Mesiris Nefesh and Mayinukvin and Chuka and desire to move from below to above, that's by the Malachim as well. The bigger chiddush is then to move from above back down below through the act of bittal, through the act of nullifying ourselves completely and making ourselves a resting place for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now these two movements, these two pulsations of what it means to be a human being in the service of God, which is the running forward from below to above, that deep desire to extricate myself and untether myself from the stuckness and to cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's Bader Klal referred to as Mayin Nukvin or Man, that's Isarusa Diletata, that's the inspiration that comes from below to go back above, that's referred to as Orchoser, that's the Koyach of Tshuva, that's the Koyach of a person to move from concealment and run upwards to revelation. To come back down, that's what's referred to as or yashar, that's bittal, that's self-nullification. That's no longer desiring a sense of self, but completely annihilating myself in the face of godliness and recognizing that everything is equal in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's referred to as mad or mayin duchrin. That's referred to as isarusa de la'ela, an inspiration that begins from above and comes down to below. That's or yashar, that's a straight light that comes down. So the chiddush of the Jewish individual is that not only do we have the desire to run upwards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that desire which emerges from a sense of lack and deficiency, which propels us to run further and further and further, always feeling like we want to go higher and higher and higher. In addition, we also have the capacity to stop that yearning and to be settled where we are and to draw the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu back down into our lives in that very moment and to feel a sense of fullness. The opposite of the deficiency, which is the engine that drives us to move upwards in terms of the Mayan Nukfim, we also have the capacity of experiencing Bittal and Shlemus, which is the Mayan Dukhrin. Now these two, this bi-directionality, these two elements of religious observance and what it means to be a human being, this moving from below up to above and from above down below, there are certain names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu associated with these two pulsations. Generally speaking, all movement from below, all inspiration that comes from below, all Isarusa Dilatata that is born out of a sense of deficiency and lack 
and pushes us forwards, ever yearning to connect to something bigger than us, that's associated with the 42-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Shem Mab, Mem Beis, which is what we know of as the Tfila of Rav Nechunim Ben Akana, which is Anna Bekoach Gedula Simin Chatate Tzrua Kadorina Samcha Sagvinu Tarinu Noira Nagibor Dorshe Yechudcha Kevavat Shamrim Barchem Tarim Rachmim Tzidkos Latam and Gamlim Chasim Kodesh Brav Tufcha Nahala Dasecha Yachid Geil Amcha Penei Zolchir Kedusha Secha and then with the Baruch Shem Kavayin Malchus So those are seven stanzas that are comprised of six words, which start off with six specific letters. And so those six letters, which are written on the side of that tefillah, times seven gives us the 42 letters, which is always associated with a movement above. It's always that burning desire. And then the opposite direction, which is the willingness to find a sense of fulfillment and bittal, and to not think about my own deficiencies, but rather to think about the fullness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's described as the Shem Ayin Beis, the 72-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which comes out in a particular form, as Rashi explains, from the Psukim of Az Yashir associated with Kriyas Yamsuf. Now, these two names represent these dual pulsations. This is something that the Rebbe uses all the time. So when we see the name Membez, what it represents is that burning desire that emerges out of deficiency and chisaron to cleave to that which is higher for the lower to climb higher. And then there's the shame ayin bays, which is the shame of bittel, which is the desire for the higher to go lower and nullify everything. Now, Baderach Klal, these two names, these two ways of understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu seem to be completely disconnected from one another. Because generally, if I'm thinking about Ani, if I'm thinking about myself and my ego, and I'm yearning to cleave to something higher, I'm yearning to run forward, it's very hard for me to think about a sense of fullness or the Ayin or the nothingness associated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when I'm thinking about the nothingness associated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as represented in the Shem Ayin Beis, it's very difficult for me to remember my own personal deficiencies and my lack as a human being. The Chiddush that the Rebbe brings out over and over and over and over again, infinite number of ways, always reminding us the same truth, is that the tachlis of being a Jewish person is to unify the avoda of ani and ayin bevasachas, to taste the sense of the self, but the sense of the self and that yearning desire that emerges from that lowly sense of deficiency associated with the 42-letter name of Shem Membez is only for the sake of revealing a higher level of bittal, a higher level of unity that descends afterwards so that the whole purpose of the ego and the self and its deficiencies, which drive us forward to find Hashem is only so that there can be a deeper revelation of the self-nullification that emerges once again with the recognition that HaKadosh Baruch is everything, which is the Shem Ayin Beis. And then that new light that comes down gives me a new desire to run back upwards with the Shem Mem Beis, only to draw down more bitl of the Shem Ayin Beis. Ad Ein Sof, so that deficiency in the sense of Ani is always there. It's the engine that drives the need to perpetually re-encounter the bitl associated associated with the shame ayin bays. And it's the Jewish people in contradistinction to the malachim that have the capacity of unifying these two paradoxical shemos, the shame membez, which represents the self, ani, which represents the avoda of Yehuda, it represents malchus, it represents deficiency, it represents tefillah, and the shame ayin bays, which is the shame of associated with Yosef HaTzadik, which is associated with the capacity to draw down light from above in an act of bittel. And what the Rebbe wants to point out, and again, this is an incredible, incredible mimer, but to just keep it on one specific Indian, the Rebbe describes 
and this is really based on the Arizal and all of the tzaddikim, as is everything the Rebbe says, or the Rebbe gives us the ability to understand what all the tzaddikim are saying already, is that there's a third name, there's a connection point wherein these two polar opposites are capable of unifying. The connection point wherein the desire that emerges out of lack, which is the shame membes, and the self-nullification and fullness and wholeness of spiritual experience that is associated with the shame ayin base is unified with the shame chaf base, the 22 letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whose letters people are familiar with from Birchas Kohanim. And that shame is referred to as the shame of Das, because Das is the connection point always between both polarities. There's Ani and there's Ayin, there's a sense of self and deficiency, a sense of nothingness and wholeness, and the point that unifies these two paradoxical elements together that allow a human being to live in this world with these dueling pulsations of wholeness and deficiency, of running upwards yet returning downwards, of being something and nothing at once, which kind of animates the entire paradox paradoxical space of what it means to be a human being is ultimately that innermost point, that nekuda haponimius, which is the nekuda of das, that concealed point of das, which the Rebbe refers to based on the mekubalim as teferas hame'elam, the hidden concealed beauty that emerges out of the unity of opposites. And that's what's going to lead us to the nekuda that I want to talk about right now from the Rebbe's Torah, how das itself is the nekuda that is mechaber, these two elements, the shame, ayin beis, which is the corresponding to the Midah of Yosef, of wholeness that emerges out of a sense of completion, as well as the shame Membes, which is the sense of deficiency associated with Yehuda, to the extent that ultimately we're coming to see that that Yehuda is coming along and saying to Yosef, he's saying, don't think for a second that my sense of deficiency is different than your sense of fullness, or that my work of a Jew as an ani, as yearning from below to above, is any different than your avoda of the avoda of bittel, which is from above to below. Don't think that your name, which is the 72-letter name, is different than my name, which is the 42-letter name, because in truth, be adoni, we are all unified together, which is what the Rebbe refers to as the shame David, which is spelled out shalem throughout Tehillim with a yud, which is the yud of Yosef because there's a way of being mechaber Yosef and Yehuda, of revealing the light of Yehuda within the avoda of David, of revealing the light of Yosef within the avoda of Yehuda, revealing Mashiach ben Yosef within Mashiach ben David, which is the capacity to be megale bittel within a sense of ani, that within the yearning, within the shame membeis, within my sense of self, I'm able to uncover the light of that bittel of Yosef HaTzadik, which is the secret of ani va'ayin bevasachas. And the Rebbe here is going to explain to us how this takes place through Das. And the Rebbe says, Ikra the essential way of embarking on the path of divine worship is Yishav Hadas, a settling of the mind, the settling of the capacity to know something. That's the Koach of Yaakov Avinu, who is Machaber between Avram Avinu, who is the shame Ayin Beis, who is the sense of Bittal, and Yitzhak Avinu is the shame Membeis, which is the sense of Teshuka and Chisaron, which correspond to the two Bate Mikdashim, as the Rebbe points out, that Yaakov Avinu, the Teferas Ana'elam, is the unifying factor to reveal that Be'emes, both of them are true, and when a person lives with that wholeheartedness of that I search you out with all of my heart, with both deficiency and wholeness, with desire and satisfaction, that's when we have the capacity of experiencing Hashem. So the Rebbe writes as follows, There's a small sefer that's to Moshe Rabbeinu referred to as Mayan HaChachma. 
It's brought down in the Oitzar Madrashim as well. Devarim Neflaim in the Sefer. It's said in Mayana Chachma, that the essential way of serving God in this world is through the settling of the mind, through quieting down the mind so that a person can come to know something internally and on an internal level. Because in truth, it is very difficult, nearly impossible for an individual to settle their minds in this world. Because at every moment, the person's mind is changing as a result of their own thoughts. As a result of our perception of others or others' perceptions of ourselves. As well as our desire to grasp all different types of levels. We are bewildered, we're caught up in such a mess that Yishev Adas is almost an impossibility. But because we have a way of connecting between the essential self, which is that shame membeis, our desire to cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and our sense of personal deficiency, as well as Ayin HaGamor, which is that ultimate nothingness associated with the shame Ayin Beis, because we have a Heskashris between them, we have the experience of Yishev Adas. Because Be'emes kol ha'chiburim heim giluyim pratiyim ha'nemshachin me'shoyrash ha'giloy shel memale v'soyvev ve'etzam alikus. Because in truth, all differentiation, all scatteredness, all contradiction and conflicting ideas that a person experiences in their lives is ultimately just a reflection of the confrontation between these two modes of divine worship. almin, a lowly sense of divine worship from below to above, corresponding to the shame membeis, sovev kol almin, which corresponds to the presence of God above, coming down below, corresponding to the shame ayin beis, ve'etzam elokus, which is the darga where both of them are interacting together. And if we're able to recognize that all the contradictions and doubts and chaos of our lives are ultimately stemming from these apparent contradictions within how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, then we'll come to understand that everything is that everything is truly unified to the greatest degree. It's only through the essential state of unity that when a Jewish person is capable of recognizing that I can yearn for you and search for you with my whole heart, my whole heart meaning both elements, the shame membeis, the sense of deficiency, and the shame ayin beis, the sense of wholeness, a sense of ani associated with Yehuda, and a sense of ayin associated with Yosef, that in truth, all of the differences and all distinction in the world are ultimately coming to only reveal one thing, and that's the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is unified, as the Baal Shem Tov taught us on the Pasuk, Taras Hashem Tamima, the Torah of Hashem, Havaya, specifically is whole, because it's unified, and that's all it's saying. And ultimately, the entirety of the Torah is that Nakuda of Das, which is coming to teach us the Yichud of Mimale V'sovev V'etzem, to teach us that ultimately all differences come from the fact that sometimes I have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu from a sense of deficiency and a sense of self from below to above in the shame Membeis, and sometimes it has to be with the Soivev, which is the shame Ayinbeis from above to below, and the Etzem, which is to come to recognize that ultimately by a Yid, we have the Koyach of Ani V'ayin B'vasachas, V'akol and in truth, everything is ultimately about the movement and that 
back and forth experience that gives birth to pleasure that takes place as a result of these forms of self-nullification. When a person is capable of recognizing the origin of all of these distinctions and shifts and turns in our daily experience, the ups and the downs and the downs and the ups and the rights and the lefts, we realize that it all comes from the changes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes in the world by in which way he functions with relationship to the world, then we come to understand the secret of Yishavadas, which is the 22-letter name of Yaakov Avinu, which comes to be Mechaber, the 72-letter name of Bittal, and the 42-letter name of Teshuka. And this is the Koyach of Yaakov Avinu, Hamiyachai ben Avram Yitzchak. This is the strength of Yaakov, who has the capacity to unify between Avram and Yitzchak, which is the Indian of the Yichud and the Chibor of the Shem Membez and the Shem Ayinbez. That Yaakov is the secret of the unity between the 42-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch and the 72-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ultimately, what this means for me on a practical level at this moment, according to the feelings in my own heart, is that when we come to realize that in truth, all distinctions and shifts and changes that we experience in our day-to-day, times of self and times of non-self, times of desire and times of settled mindedness, we're able to make room for all of those different colors that Yishav Hadas, only when we realize that they're all coming from that etzem elikos, they're all coming from that singular place through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in many different ways. HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks once, I hear it twice. But MS, there's only one name. There's only Shem Havaya Ha'atzmi. But as a human being, I hear it sometimes in the Shem Ayin Beis, sometimes in the Shem Mem Beis. But it's that Koyach of Birchas Koyanim of Yaakov Avinu, who's Machaber, and then Ikudav Das Ne'elam, which gives us the ability to experience Yishav Das and realize that ultimately everything is part and parcel of the same Yichud Be'ezrus Hashem.